0: i uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: To Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one shadow shooting minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Zach Luna.
2: And I'm Mark. And I'm Nathan. Where are you guys from? Welcome, guys. Yeah, welcome.
3: Oh, hey. <laughs> Thanks.
2: i was like they they didn't introduce anything else so I was like, i'll just say mark and just, like, just assume well, we're
1: the hosts. we're from this show people yeah. know where we're from
3: <laughs> this is very true this is true i probably should have said it because i was the second one to go anyway we're from DC cinematic minute so yeah yes oh, and
2: uh also tarantino minute oh. right I did, yeah I that one
3: too i love it
2: coming yeah.
1: uh you're coming from the other side of the street so to speak
3: <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah
1: Um, Well, welcome, guys. We're glad to have you. Uh, Today, we are talking about minute 48, which starts with Peter punching through a windshield and ends with Peter pulling off his mask. Uh, And everything that happens in between those two moments are just absolute superhero cinema gold it's as far lot. as i'm concerned
0: yeah there is a, a lot. ton going on in this minute
1: the first thing that that really struck me like i i think i i paused this and took my first note like 2 seconds in um <laughs> the the push in like that ramy push yes. in on on peter i was like oh it's like a visual spider sense that's really cool yeah uh, cuz uh, all, all these other times we've seen uh in the movie it's all been audible Mm-hmm. Uh, spider sense, it's been little jingles in the score or uh, that jet engine noise uh, from a couple of minutes ago or maybe last yeah. minute,
0: yeah, I might have been
1: yesterday, um, yeah. And uh, uh, but this is like a visual version of that of just like this fast Raimi style push in. It's really cool. This movie is way more Sam Raimi than I think people give it credit for. I think most people. Mm-hmm. tend to give that more credit to the later movies but and while this one is like oh yeah this is raimi playing it safe but i don't know as we're like really diving into this there's a lot of raimi in this oh like a lot
2: that's what i kind of noticed when i was looking at this minute was um i didn't want to write it down because i felt like it was a weird question to ask but i was like is this like classic raimi in this minute because that's what (laughs) the vibe that i got was just kind of like yeah the shots and like how everything was set up. I was like looking, kind of thinking back at, um, you know, obviously like Army of Darkness and the two evil dead films. Mm-hmm. I was like, these shots, and like, kind of like with the suspense that's going on, I was like, it
3: feels very Sam Raimi, very 90s action sequence scene, yeah, Just really kind, of, kind of pulling
0: up to the with the cars and with everything. the
2: like, um, the backlot kind of, yeah, police
0: cars and yeah. stuff yeah. like that, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. squealing tires oh, yeah. and the push ins <laughs> and all that, yeah. I, I also For think sure. it's worth mentioning, I think we touched on it a little bit either yesterday or the previous day, but that um, the design of the prototype Spider-Man suit does give us, um, uh, it's it's a great gift just in terms of the ski mask because we can zoom right in on uh, Toby's eyes during these like really quick reaction shots where he can emote an awful lot just through his, you know, his visible eyebrows and forehead. And I love that reaction. Mm-hmm push-in moment we have there where we get like two little close-ups on his eyes. It's just so, it's such a kinetic way to, I don't, I don't know, like um, build this this little sequence. Uh, mm-hmm. We were saying off mic a little bit earlier that this little section before we actually get into the warehouse is only a few seconds long, but it feels like so much is happening. Like it, it feels like a much longer uh, sequence. They they really crammed a lot in there and it's uh, it's energetic mm-hmm. in that way.
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely so our our carjacker crashes the car into the entrance to this uh this place on on the pier and i i know he's just running but he's he's holding on to the money and i'm just wondering like what what exactly is this guy's plan because (laughs) he's on a he's on a body of water like it's not like he can go out the other side of this place it's just like the river so yeah. he's kind of just trapped with the money, like he's just gonna like hole up like Gollum in this place. Like I don't know <laughs> what his plan
2: is exactly. I don't know, um, but one thing I do know is that <laughs> right before I did, I wrote something that kind of caught my eyes when after he crashes into the gate before he goes into the building. Um. Mm-hmm. So, like, his license plate is like a pretty standard license plate, but then there's a cop car that pulls up, and it just has a four digit license plate, and it's just <laughs> a number, just a number nineteen twenty seven. And I was like, whoa, I wonder if that's like, a reference for anything. Uh, oh, that is the year that Steve Ditko was born. Yeah. And I was Not like, really? I was like, what? I was like, because it was so strange that a license plate. Because if you look at, um, uh, he doesn't have a name, but his. The actor's name is Michael Papajan, which is hell right. of a last name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah,
2: uh, Michael Papajan, uh, former baseball player. Michael Papajan. I would have uh, changed. Uh, I don't know if you should change that last name or like. Yeah. No way. That's kidding such me? a great last name. But anyways, uh, yeah, he has like a six digit, and it has like the state. It, it just looks like a real license plate, but the cop one is 1927. That's it. And I was like, huh, how weird. You, you can see, only yeah. see the one.
3: What? You can only see the one license plate on the cop
1: car? Yeah. Can all you can the cop only, cars have
2: that? There's another one but you can barely see it. And then there's just It looks the like main the
1: one. number is the same size as the seven though. So it looks like that one's yeah. probably a similar thing. It's it might be a so thing where where police cars have uh specific license plates and license plate numbers because they're police cars. Mm-hmm. Um but, but regardless, even if that's the case, it's not a coincidence that this one's license plate is 1927. Right.
2: And like so front and center. It's yeah. just like, yeah, it just it totally caught my attention,
1: especially considering how ripped from the comic book this scene is. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like this is this is like very nearly panel for panel Uh, as far as like once. Once the carjacker is inside and yeah. is sort of like trying to find Peter, um, that that is just straight up amazing. Fantasy fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's like panels that are just right
3: out of that comic. Yeah. It's crazy. You, you can feel it too when you're watching it. It's like like you said we said it off air. Like this is one of the most comic book esque scenes of this entire movie. I mean, it just oh, yeah. like jumps out of, the, out of the screen at you. Like this is. These it looks like panels, and I don't know if it's you know maybe subconsciously due to the shadowing effect of you know the rafters and whatnot or
0: whatever, but it's
3: straight up comic book.
0: You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the way that they frame things, like I mm-hmm. I guess it's skipping ahead a little bit, but like the idea that once we move into the warehouse itself, we we follow a gun, a, 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 a the gun itself into the frame, and then and then open up a little bit, and that we track the the movement of the gun through the um through the environment is what, is what our eye keeps following even into the next shot where they have a sort of like match on action with him reloading it. It's the movement of the gun that the term determines the size of the frame, which reminds me of like, you know, uh, maybe a nine page panel or something in a comic book where the the first few are the same object in a different location. So you sort of track your eye through that. It just, it feels like reading a comic book. It's these big, Mm -hmm. bold, graphic images and, and exciting. I don't know. Ah. It's just cool. <laughs> it's, it's very
1: cool. Uh, not cool is this guy uh, using a, a, a gun to like kind of scope out the area only to <laughs> remember that it's empty and needing to reload it. Was he
3: reloading it or was he checking to see if there was any? I guess he was. I don't know. Because yeah, like, then he, I thought like if he, if he went to go cock it back, the one round, if it was in the chamber, would fall out. And I mean, if you're worried about ammo, you're not going to like waste well, you know, He was waste um,
2: it he he unloaded the clip like yeah, while he, 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 he drops the magazine. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. He drops the magazine to the ground. Okay, okay. So he was reloading. Good, good, good eye. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're here for
0: detail. That's that's why we showed yeah, it. Yes, it's,
3: it's the whole point of this format, right? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I really like how like, I don't know, kind of uh, subtle and constrained that the shadows are. They look like real shadows, you know? They're not yeah. like, they're not cartoonishly lit where you see like a perfect silhouette of Peter as Spider-Man no. um, in, in the shadows. It's just like, oh, there's something moving in the shadows that doesn't look like you should, something you would be seeing in shadows on a ceiling, you know? Right. Um. It's, it's not like, Re- like you can't really make it out clearly, uh, yeah. and I I really respect that choice. I think I think too because it would have been so it would have been so easy to to overlight that silhouette and right. and yeah. and bring up like a like this crazy cartoonish looking Spider Man shadow on the ceiling. But they yeah. you know Raimi chose not to do that, and I I really respect that.
0: There's probably like a uh, a Tim Burton directed version of this where there's like a big splashy, uh, you know, perfect silhouetted outline there or something like that. And then the, the score standing, would rise yeah. at that moment or something. But standing he behind just has bars
3: and make him look like he has eight, you know, eight, eight arms. Eight legs,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, he just he, goes for the horror movie like there's something in the room and I don't know what it is. That might be why this feels not just in style but in content, a little more like old Sam Raimi stuff. That it's mm-hmm. Spider-Man as a dangerous you know, thing lurking.
1: You know what this? You know what this scene reminds me of, and it's mm. the reason why I asked these guys to be on this minute. Uh, mm. This reminds me of the Batman reveal in Superman v Batman. That first scene with him, like behind the guy, like up in the ceiling, and oh, then he like yeah. flips around, and yeah. yeah, like that scene that reminds me a lot of this. Um, the way I, that it's shot and lit and everything.
2: I kind of got a sense when I was when I was reviewing those minutes. I was, you know, I'm always like, I wonder if they gave us these minutes on purpose or something. I did because <laughs> uh, not not just this minute, but the next one. Um, there's some questions in the decision making that these characters make, and mm-hmm. I was kind of like, hmm, kind of blurs the line between doing the right thing and not. So I was oh. like, I wonder if that's that that like plays into like the movies that we talk about on our podcast. But um, oh, yeah. One thing I was gonna say, like if, if Tim Burton had directed this scene, or like this movie <laughs> rather, um, I think he would like a very Batman nineteen eighty nine thing to do was like as Peter Parker comes down, like kinda hanging off the ceiling in that web thing, um uh-huh. he would do it like ex- like right behind the guy, and then he would turn around, he would still be there and it would be like a very <laughs> bat very Batman right. moment.
0: <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of that zipline maneuver there i mm-hmm. i have trouble recalling specific instances in the comics where that's a a go-to move of spidey's but in, in almost every spider-man game i've played that's like a mechanic that they slot in there that I, you can go I, I, and down I, yeah i
1: know that it happens it happens a lot in jms's run mm, okay. um, i remember yeah. there being a lot of covers uh with ramita jr uh, doing that with Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that it happened lots of times before that. But for whatever reason, I have a very distinct image of Romita Jr.'s Spider-Man in that pose. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess, and I think and that would have been from JMS's run. I sure. Believe.
0: Yeah. And I guess, I, guess yeah. I don't just mean the pose, but the actual uh, movement, because generally speaking, the web shooters shoot, you know, they're all about The web moving outward from you, but this this sort Mm -hmm. of maneuver where like Batman with a grappling gun, he can retract back up. I don't even know how it works physically with the organic web shooters. Uh. Um,
1: I actually think I think it's supposed to be because you see him reach up. I think he's supposed to be climbing up
3: it. Oh, maybe okay. wrapping around his hand or something. Yeah. I, I really like that they even added that detail of actually him reaching up. I, I rewound it and watched it. I was like, "Oh wow, yeah. this is really it, it. I, 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 I think that's it.
1: what's <laughs> supposed to be happening. It's just that, like, it's not what's happening on set. Like the actual action on set is, like you said, they're just pulling the the line up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're having him sort of like reach up like he's climbing, and it it's supposed to. I think it's uh, the idea yeah. is that it's supposed to give it sort of like a superhuman strength. Mm-hmm. feeling to it where it's like oh this doesn't this is what spider-man looks like when he's crawling up a rope not right, like right. A, like a dude in gym class you know
2: <laughs> like you ever see a, an actual spider try to climb back its own whip like if it does sure, that for yeah. it yeah. has the hardest time in the world it like yeah, doesn't yeah. know what it's doing it's like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how I got here but I can't get back up now and it's like it's freaking out you're freaking out you' like it's like what what do I do with you and it's like I don't know just uh get me down and it's like I don't know.
0: I I remember a detail from the um, earlier in the uh, in the film uh, with the they had the spider wrangler on set for the actual physical spider that bites Peter, and he had a whole discussion about how so, I mean certain species of spider have very good eyesight for like long distance things, but a lot of spiders don't. They can see in like their own personal uh, bubble, but they're fairly nearsighted. So anything that's further than like a couple feet away from them, they can't really register. So a lot of spiders kind of go on. Blind faith when they're doing that, uh, letting out a zipline type maneuver, where they don't know where the ground is, so they just keep letting out web and going down and down and down, and they sort of do this weird graceful uh, reaching with the legs until they contact something or until they see something. But otherwise, they'll just keep on letting out web until until they reach something, and uh, so to the, so have the sort of reverse of it, I guess, is is interesting that like spiders. They do it. They look like they know what they're doing, but they're just kind of winging it. And to, to think of that in terms of like uh, yesterday's minute where this whole sequence of like Peter not yet knowing what he's doing, but winging it is uh, a real stretch of a connection that I'm making right now, but one that I thought I should say out loud. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I will say that when that moment happened in theaters, uh, I got really giddy because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I was just like, oh, my God, it's Spider-Man. Look at that.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's just
1: such an iconic Spider-Man pose. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was very it, – it really – it shook me for sure. Oh, it's um, the type of thing you can't
0: see time. anybody else doing, that upside-down mm-hmm. line maneuver thing. I don't know. It's, yeah.
2: uh, is, uh, is this the first, like, Spider-Man combat, like, fighting a dude in, like, this trilogy? Or – I mean, he fought uh,
3: bonesaw. As I mean, yeah, unless you count and bonesaw. Any? What? Didn't he hit flash as well? Does that count? Yeah. I don't
1: yeah. think that counts. That's yeah. that was like that was like ninety nine point five percent defense. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: and like, he threw he threw
1: he threw one punch, um, and it was mostly a push.
3: Uh, yeah. But yeah, bonesaw. Yeah. He was crawling Bone, around. Bonesaw grab. Yeah. Bonesaw's ready. Um,
1: uh, so so yeah so this guy's like shooting at shadows which uh okay all right yeah yeah
2: uh, yeah i don't know that wouldn't be my like uh, if i saw a shadow in front of me i wouldn't shoot the shadow i'd <laughs> right. turn around and i'd be like where's the shadow being generated from <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this yeah. guy
1: is not he. he's not a smart carjacker that's for yeah. sure
0: no, he's not thinking through the like a uh, diagram of the lighting scheme uh he's just yeah. sort of, <laughs> i see a thing I mean, shoot, he's already shoot. he's
1: already trapped he already trapped himself in this building so he obviously <laughs> yeah. can't be that smart yeah.
0: I don't um know. maybe he has but, an underwater uh, sub or something who knows yeah.
1: <laughs> so he uh he checks the door and then peter comes up behind him and starts smashing him into the window um which uh it's a really good thing that he has that ski cap on Uh, (laughs) Because, you know, it's a Uh, lot of shattered glass Boy, howdy! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Good. Don't mess up that Um,
0: moneymaker, Papa John. Uh, Because he's he's an actor. Don't worry about it. Uh, But yeah, the the sort of the double, I mean, it's telling a story through action is always a, a tricky thing or an interesting thing to analyze at least. And it's interesting how much if we are to contrast this with the Bonesaw-McGraw fight that we had, you know, a few minutes earlier in the film, how much more vicious this, this sort of movement feels, you know, like he, he fought Bonesaw because he had to, and he was stuck in there. And then, you know, he did some cool little moves and he did kick the crud out of him, but he did it in a almost playful way. This is much more angry, vicious, uh, like just, there's something so mean about slamming somebody into a door and then slamming them a second time to make sure their head goes through the glass.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, he goes through two, two windows. Yeah. Um, he like moves him to the other door and <laughs> smash <through laughs> that window too. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty messed up. Um, it's very much, this is very much just in general, very much a Batman scene. Not. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not. yeah. Most definitely.
2: I was wondering, like, does he come in with the, the intent to kill this guy? Because um, not only is he is he almost on the off- the offense towards the end of this minute, but, t- you know, the, the minute kind of ends with him taking off his mask. And, like, to kind of reveal your identity to someone that you're fighting, like, almost feels like it doesn't matter that you know who I am because you're not living through this. That's the kind of like, yeah. vibe that I got.
1: Hmm. I think it's... Um... I definitely don't think he came in here knowing a hundred percent that he was going to kill this guy. I think he just wanted to get to him to confront him. And he doesn't really know what he's going to do. But now his anger is sort of like taking over and he's like running on rage.
0: Yeah. The the mask bit almost feels more like a um, I need to look you eye to eye like a man, like like challenging someone to a duel more so than like a. Well, I guess when you're challenging someone to a duel, you are trying to kill them. But I I feel like it <laughs> <laughs> like uh I I need to I need to look you as clearly as I can in the face right now, type of an, an mm-hmm. energy to it. But um it is bold. I mean like that whole bit the the beat with the knife or whatever where Oh I love the beat oh, with the knife. Oh my gosh. I it's it's one opportunity for a thing that I love, which is uh unrealistic fully like that's done properly. Like wielding pulling out a knife and the knife making a knife sound no knife ever makes (laughs) a knife sound like that but what i love about the the just swish of the knife is if we didn't have that in there we might not be able to tell what's going on but because we have the sound we understand it's a knife before we can see it just like peter like he he wasn't expecting i don't think he knew ahead of time that there'd be you know a bladed weapon there but he knows ahead of time and that sound effect lets us know at the same time and then he just deals with it with that kick into the ceiling. It's so cool.
1: (laughs) It's so cool. Just (laughs) grabbing the knife with both his feet and then just tossing it in like a backflip. Oh, it's so cool. I love it. The fact that the
3: burglar even pulled the knife out was still just questioning. One, it's almost like the gun. Like he (laughs) he made it an effort to, I think, tuck it in his elbow with a bag of money and like, uh, you know, consciously (laughs) hold it there. And then he (laughs) has to pull the knife out of somewhere. And he's like, oh, well now I got... So like... Try to do that right now. Like, clutch something know. in you, your elbow, and then try to swing with this arm. Like, you're you guys keep yourself mentioning like crazy.
2: You guys keep mentioning the bag, the bag of money, and I, I don't even realize that 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 was in this minute. Like, because you guys said, "Oh, <laughs> he gets the bag of money." Like when he gets out of the car, and I was like, I didn't even see the bag of money. I didn't even know this was still part of the movie. I was like, all I know <laughs> is the gun,
3: and he pulls out a knife from somewhere. And that was it. Is he holding the gun and the knife in the same hand? Is he swinging with the gun? Like that's that's dangerous right there. That could be. I think he, a, a, yeah. A good a good enemy for Spider Man. Knife gun guy. <laughs> knife that might knife be gun
0: guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, th-
1: I think I think Peter knocked the gun out of his hand when he slammed him against the doors, and that's why he goes for the knife.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, well, he'll he have a gun, have gun tomorrow, anymore. though, won't he? He'll have a gun in tomorrow's minute. I don't know. I've been thinking about yeah, like, yes, 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 he does. He does. Yeah. Yes, he does. And so I, think I feel then, like he ties it with the, pull out the knife. Money. He takes it at the elbow. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Spidey's too close and he's like, oh, I don't know if I can <laughs> shoot. He definitely <laughs> drops
1: it on the ground. So now I don't know where the gun comes from tomorrow.
0: Interesting. He
1: when he throws him against that cage, he drops the gun. And that's why he goes for the knife. He gets another gun. Yeah. <laughs> he gets he
2: gets another gun, Mark. Papa Papa uh, Knife John. Alright.
1: Well, well oh, then he's got the gun again when he gets slammed against the window. That's weird. Yeah. Hmm.
3: Continuity I, at its best.
0: I, I'm Look I'm it. gonna I'm gonna just assume that he really wanted an excuse to use that knife. So he just tucked the gun away within in the money arm and was like, Oh finally a chance. For my, I just bought this like Bowie knife two days ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wonder, uh, you know what? I happened. I bet uh, now that I'm looking at this, mm-hmm. you could easily cut from when Peter throws him away from the door to him th- being thrown against the window. And so yeah. I wonder if they added the knife bit into it because oh. it was like something they thought of on set. It was like, oh, this would be cool. Maybe we can just do that and we'll figure out how to edit it in later. It's not like anyone's ever going to be breaking this movie down minute by minute (laughs) (laughs) and noticing something like this.
2: I buy it. It was the actor himself. The actor was like, I just bought this knife at a gas station. Please let me use it on set. They're like, no, Papa John, you can't
0: use a knife on set. I told you already, you can't use it. (laughs) And then he he just sprung it on them in the moment and they're like, all right, we'll deal with this. Hang on. Uh, That is the king of improvisation. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Yeah,
1: this whole scene is improvised. No one knew he had a (laughs) knife. This this is actually actually a real moment where Tobey Maguire saves the set from the (laughs) knife (laughs) of (laughs) the And
0: they're. And they're like, wait, 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 go back, do it again so we can get the insert of it hitting the ceiling because that was the (laughs) dopest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) No, they're just, it ends, the guy gets, Papa
1: John gets arrested, taken away, and then Sam Raimi's just like, I mean, the worst part of this is like,
0: now we got to shoot an insert. (laughs) They're like, we got to add some footage to the scene to justify the use of that. Somebody get
1: second unit in here.
0: Uh, again, I do want to do a, a, a little shout out to, um, as much praise as we want to heap on, uh, Sam Raimi for the sequence. I do want to also give some respect to, um, Jeff Haberstad, the stunt coordinator who worked on this film, who, uh, I, his other big thing I know him from is, is men in black and he and his team have did just a whole hmm. bunch of cool stuff in this movie. And this, the whole, the whole knife beat is just one of the examples of like a thing that you could like come up with in your brain. But then, like, trying to figure out the mechanics of how to actually do it on set would give me a nightmare. But you have mm-hmm. somebody who's like, no, I, ju- I think about this stuff all the time. I know how to make it happen. Here's how we'll do it. And then they made it happen. And it's it's magical. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Way to go, Jeff sure. Haberstad and Chris Daniels and Mark Wagner and whatever stuff. Uh,
1: the, la- <laughs> the last thing I wanted to mention uh, before we wrap this minute up. Um, I want to talk about Peter's costume again. Because... Mm. We talked about it, you know, when we had the big reveal uh, a couple (laughs) weeks ago uh, and how, you know, perfectly silly and goofy it is. Yeah. But I need to point out how expertly designed this costume is because it is genuinely threatening and intimidating in this sequence. Yeah. Despite the fact that it was. Really goofy and silly, just like ten minutes ago. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think it, I think his abilities kind of play a little bit more into that, where it's like you know you get the shadow effect on the ceiling, and you do we as an audience do see him you know invert come down with the web mm-hmm. on between his legs or whatever. So like it kind of takes away that goofiness of the suit, where it's like when you can see what this guy does, it's just like whoa, that's scary, and especially in this dark kind of area, you know. It's uh, I think one of the biggest transit not even transition i don't even know what i'm trying to say one of the biggest <laughs> things in comic book characters is that you know moving away from you know the underpants outside of your uh, outside of the tights where it's like yeah that does look silly but then when you make it more serious it kind of you
0: just kind of forget about all that does that yeah. makes sense i think you're you're threading the needle there i also think part of it might be i, I mean you know we could ask uh, whoever <laughs> worked on costumes but the idea that this scene is partially about that line between heroism and criminality between justice and revenge. And Mm -hmm. where like, if you are too, too quick to, you know, give over to your, your worst habits, you might become a killer right now or you might become a vigilante, a, a, a menacing creature. And so the idea that it's a ski mask, like, like something a robber might wear to conceal their identity more so than like a, Halloween costume uh, face over over the head mask that, that there yeah. is a, an, an almost dangerous connotation already to the ski mask in general. It's just that it's much scarier at night than it is, you know, when the, <laughs> the floodlights come on in a wrestling ring and you're like, yeah. no, I said it was the human spider. Like that mm-hmm. there, there, there's probably some, some crunchy thing there about the ski mask choice as a criminal thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I got to say I've always been a fan of Peter's prototype suit in any in any a, in any any I was, uh, you know rendition of him
2: I was going to say like I can't remember Andrew Garfield's prototype Oh
3: that was one, that was
2: one of my favorites That's your favorite yeah. I, can't, I, 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 I I really
0: like his as well He's got sunglasses say, and a beanie yeah, yeah yeah Yeah
2: yeah Oh okay yeah yeah I do prefer this one over the homecoming one mm. uh, It's like it's way too I don't know I just like I like seeing you know Peter Parker's eyes do it like that gives a more emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like the really down to earth like, hey, I'm just trying to fight crime. And it's like, a high I,
3: schooler in sweatpants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
2: know. I kind of I kind of dig that. I mean, obviously Tom Holland's you know Peter Parker is like extremely techie, so it makes sense that his is kind of like that. But yeah, but um, it like I said, I, yeah.
0: But you know, I do like yeah. it. I like it quite a lot. Um, I. It's just the right amount of naive and uh exactly, striking. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. At the same time. Mm-hmm. It's
1: fun. Uh and for, for those of you listening uh wondering why I haven't brought up the uh the scripts in a while, it's because uh they are pretty much following word for word at this point. <laughs> um yeah. nothing's nothing's really uh changed. Uh there's there's a change tomorrow that we're gonna talk about, but like basically this whole sequence is uh, essentially as is in both the kept draft and the shooting draft. Nice. Uh, so, and I assume that that's because most likely uh, it was, you know, boarded out, you know, a long time before production started. And so totally. things needed to be uh, stayed the same with all the CG and everything involved in this. Uh, they, they had to figure it out early days. And so that's probably why a lot of this stays the same. So totally.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, any other thoughts? Yeah. Um, I I have um, one question. Okay. It's, It's just kind of a
3: general question. Is this supposed to be, uh, this movie, is this, is this supposed to take place in 616? I don't, I don't remember.
1: Uh, I don't oh. think it has a, I think it's just taking place in a quote unquote Spider-Man universe, the
0: Sony, um, the, the Spider-Verse, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. The Spider-Verse where, <laughs> where, that, only, that should
3: be a thing. where only Spider-Man, Spider-Man exists. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah.
3: Well, Hey, yeah. that's, I mean, that's like Nolan's Batman.
0: Uh, you know, it's the same right. exact thing. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. There are no other super people. Uh, yeah. As far as well, we d-
1: there are no super people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Absolutely yeah.
1: zero. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. As far as this movie is concerned, only Spider-Man and his villains are are the only
3: superpowered people in this universe. I wonder if it was a um, thing so whatever- in that they that they added the Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man into it.
0: I, I know in one of the I don't know which issue it is, but there's a throwaway joke in one of the Spider-Verse uh, issues where somebody says there's a guy over there that looks just like Tobey Maguire. There's a there's like oh, a little yeah. joke line in there about that. So
1: Yeah, but they couldn't use his likeness in the comic art. So that's that's what Dan Slott had to do was write a, a an off panel joke. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> instead of uh, instead of actually showing him in like one of the big splash pages like he wanted to yeah uh, bummer so
3: missed opportunities okay. yeah that would be yeah great.
1: well i mean likeness rights uh it's one of the only things actors have yeah uh, at yeah. their disposal <laughs> <It's> <laughs> uh important so more power to toby <laughs> as far as that's concerned um all right well i think that wraps up minute 48 so we'll be back tomorrow to talk about uh minute 49 um but guys why don't you tell the people at home about your show
2: uh, you can check us out. Me and Nate do uh, a podcast about the DC EU films, including Man of Steel. Uh, soon to be covering Donna Justice and so forth. Uh, but yeah, you can catch us at DC Cinematic Minute on all podcast platforms, and you can catch us on all social media at DCEU EU Minute.
1: And uh, and I have to say, I've, I've been a guest on your show, and uh, and I and I listen regularly. You guys, uh, you you guys run a very balanced ship over there. So uh for for those of you listening who might be kind of like rolling your eyes at like the idea of people covering those movies, um, you know, they genuinely love those movies, but they are also aware of their flaws and are not afraid to like talk about them. So oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's and we, uh, that, we also that's it's important to point out because you have a lot of the DCEU fans who are like no no they're perfect, everything's perfect. no right everything's perfect stop talking shut up um, and you guys are totally not those guys which right. is which is what makes that show so good I think
2: yeah, yeah it's a much, much more
0: interesting conversation
1: right.
2: Yeah, we just try to be real chill about it and uh, <laughs> we definitely, no, it's true, like when we yeah. record our guests, like we don't, I mean, if it's great, it's great. If it's, you know, if people are getting crushed by a giant gravity machine, we got to point that out too. <laughs> um, but we definitely also try to get like a, a lot of guests who don't favor the films and like, because mm-hmm. we love bringing that opinion on. Um because it would just be boring as hell if you just had three dudes who just, like, oh my God, Man of Steel is the greatest movie ever, which it is. But, you know, like, sometimes <laughs> there's going to be people who are like, hey, that movie was not so great. And it's great to have that opinion.
1: Yeah.
2: Well said. So yeah,
1: I, I highly recommend their show. And you, everyone listening to this, you guys should definitely check that out. So, um, all right. Well, we will be back tomorrow with Minute 49. Bye, guys. Bye.